there, I'm Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll hear how a young girl helped Major League Baseball get fans excited and energized during the game. I'll share a dream I had about a guy that did not believe in God and what I told him. And we'll go to Gonzales and learn about the first battle of the Texas Revolution. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. In 1831, Texas was still under Mexican rule, and officials in Gonzales had requested a cannon for defending the town. A six-pound caliber cannon was sent with the agreement that it would be returned upon request. After four years, the cannon became an item of Texas pride. There were rumors of a Texas revolution, so Santa Ana wanted his cannon back. The Mexican government sent a group of about 100 soldiers to seize the cannon, However, they were met by a group of 18 men. They told the Mexican soldiers, if you want this cannon, come and take it. And then they fired the cannon at them. (laughs) This was the first battle of the Texas Revolution. It didn't last long as the Mexican soldiers retreated and the Texans won that round. But this was just the beginning. Six months later, the Battle of the Alamo and the Goliad Massacre took place Both of those battles took heavy tolls on the Texian army. There's also a crazy story of how the original cannon was rediscovered. The Texian soldiers were about 20 miles out of Gonzales when the wheels on their cart broke. Two of the men, Ben Milam and Almarin Dickinson, decided to bury the cannon and come back to get it later. The cannon ended up staying buried from 1835 until 1936, when there was a huge flood that unearthed the cannon. When rescue workers were looking for survivors of the flood, what they initially thought was a pipe in the ground turned out to be the come-and-take-it cannon. They took it back to Gonzales, and now, where it's on display at the museum, is just a few miles from where that very cannon started the Texas Revolution. You can see the original come-and-take-it cannon at the Gonzales Memorial Museum. Hope On Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. I had a dream the other night that I met a guy that did not believe in God. His name is Bob, and as a matter of fact, he didn't believe in anything. He was an atheist. He told me you can't see God or hear God, so how do you know he exists? I said, well, Bob, it's all about faith. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, if you sit in a chair, you have the faith that that chair will hold you up and won't let you fall to the floor. I explained, don't think of Christianity as a religion, but instead like a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He wants that relationship with you, but you have to have faith in him. I told him to accept Jesus into his heart and show him your faith by learning his ways. You will soon learn that not only is there a God, but there is a God that loves you more than you can possibly even imagine. And if you have faith, you will understand. And then I woke up. 
I don't know if Bob in my dream was real or not, but I know for sure there are Bobs out there, and they are very real. If you have questions, if you're a Bob, please ask Christian friends or talk to a pastor at any church. They'll be glad to talk to you. Yes, Bobs are very real, and so is God. Hope On Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends, Rochelle and Carter. Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. When the Astrodome opened on April 9th, 1965, to say it was a big deal would be a vast understatement. The very first game in the world played indoors, and it featured the newly named Houston Astros in an exhibition game against the New York Yankees. At the game that night was a young girl that would give Major League Baseball a great idea. 12-year-old Pam Soper was at her first Major League game with her dad. But she was frustrated because she imagined that if all the fans would clap their hands together, that would create some excitement. She told her dad about the idea on their way home, and he told her, well, send a letter to the Astrodome. She did, but she never heard back, or so she thought. The next game she went to, she was excited to see the clapping hands on the scoreboard. Fifty-seven years later, she received some boxes of papers from her mother. In one of the boxes, along with some other stuff, there was a letter from the Houston Astros thanking her for her idea. The letter was signed by Bill Giles, who later became the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies and is now the honorary president of the National League. Technology was primitive back then, but they figured out a way to make it work. The clapping hands became part of the personality of that beautiful scoreboard we had in the Astrodome. Today, you can see the clapping hands on just about every scoreboard in Major League Baseball. Pam Soper's idea of the clapping hands was heard and taken to heart by the Astros, and it all started in Houston, Texas. It just goes to show you, you are never too young to make a difference. Well, it's time for me to ski-daddle with the cattle. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.